This episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Neds. Josh, you won't believe which Victorian club is circling for Eagles youngster Harley Reid. Is it Essendon? Well, you got to click on it. What do you mean? It's clickbait. Is it Essendon or not? You have to click on it. It's Essendon. Georgia just texted me it. Well, God. Which Victorian club's jersey would Reid look best in? Um, okay, I know this. Um, Carlton, it's a pretty bold strip. Maybe... Maybe nah, Geelong, nah. he's like, he's kind of from that nah, area. Uh, 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 nah. Hang on. No. Just the, click it. You get way less drivel than this on the Neds app with the rap. Stay up to date with the latest videos, articles, including insights, tips, and analysis. Plus, Ned's unique take on everything about your favorite sports and racing codes. But it's not just AFL. There's NBA, UFC, horsey racing, and NRL news, plus much more. Download the Neds app now and look for the rap tab for the latest content taken to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Sports journalist Josh Gallup, and welcome to the Kick It Forward podcast, the only sports newsroom with the guts to tell it how it is. Mm. Remember to follow and review the podcast, it helps us so much. Here's one of the Apple podcast reviews. Yeah, good pod, but change Josh for his dad. Huge episode this week with lots of weird AFL takeaways, a Wrexham rap, and a deep dive into Australia's greatest ever talkback radio prank expert in the search for Toby from Newport. Beside me, as always, my trusty reporters, Georgia and Harry. Guys, how are you going? Oh, my good. Sure. It's going to be a good episode. I can just feel it. Guys. Yeah, yeah. I can just feel it. Oh, Something also, in the air. Great idea. Replace um, Josh with Josh's dad. Yeah, I, I live with him, so he just has to follow me here and then I'll stay in the car. That's been going well, living with dad? Yeah, he's a good guy. Guys, I've been having some withdrawals from Gather Round. What do you mean? Well... I decided to go to the footy on Friday night <laughs> <laughs> at Optus Stadium, Frio versus Bulldogs. Had to go and see my dogs get the job done, of course. <laughs> what do you um, mean, your dogs? <laughs> your dogs. My your dogs. Because you're the big dog. Yeah, the big dog. Yeah, yeah my good old dogs. I did, they did well. I've actually been feeling a little bit down since that game, though. So I feel like I needed to get something off my chest. Like I owed an apology. Mm. To who? Optus Stadium. Oh, hey there. Um, how are you going? Um, I was at the game on Friday night, Frio versus Bulldogs. Yeah. And um, I don't feel comfortable uh, or, you know, revealing this, but I have to come clean about something. Um, I I just wanted to say that I'm sorry for um, drinking all the beers at Optus Stadium. What do you mean? Well, I finished the, all the beers. You, you drank every beer in the, of the stadium, did you? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Why do you think that? Well, there were none left. <laughs> okay. Um, that, did you leave your details? That's, um, oh, no, I, I, no, I just hope there's no further action, um, but thanks for hearing me out and I've come clean now. Sure. I'm glad that you've come clean. Thank you so much. No worries. Bye now. Bye. Oh my god. Super goal! Yes! <laughs> Super goal. Super goal, Joe. Oh my god. Uh, uh, that's she hates you so much. I, know. I actually felt, I felt so bad. Like, Optus hadn't been so good to us. Like, so, so good to oh, yeah, us. Yeah. And, um. That, <laughs> <laughs> I saw it going from as soon as it started. <laughs> Never gonna let us use the field again. Such a shit joke, and she hated it so much. I think she realized. At what point did she realize? Because she realized at some point, and you can sort of hear the 
change of tone <laughs> in her voice when she was like, he's doing a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to leave your gender? No, oh, not really. No, oh, no, she was no, obviously onto it. She got okay, boy, should I call back tomorrow and apologise? <laughs> no, don't fucking. No. You know when you get to day three of like a, a boys trip or something or any trip, any road trip or wedding trip, that was in Gatherham by like day three or four. Harry's so tired, he knows that everyone's going to laugh at everything he says. <laughs> and he's going, someone will be like, oh, should we go have a beer there? And he's like, mm, better call ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and we all laughed, but it didn't, it didn't deserve it at all. But For those good. listening, call ahead to check if they have beers. That well is. done. That was um, really good. Hey, but you know what? Uh, we didn't say last week about Adelaide. No cup holders. Optus still have cup holders. So it's easy to drink yeah, all the beers at Optus. No floating cup holders on the hill. Yeah, it's true. Mm. They should nah. get those. Why are you so upset? No, no, you haven't PTSD from the hill when you're like, <laughs> No, I'm, so, I'm still celebrating. I don't need to go back to the fucking hill and stare at the back of dude's heads for an hour and a half. Adelaide Oval messaged us on the Sunday. We'd already flown out and they go, hey guys, what are you up to today? We're sitting in the Virgin Lounge. We just saw Tom Brown. And they're like, oh damn, oh, what did you have in mind? They're like, not telling. The person wanted to tell me what we missed out on. Oh, no. It's really upset. You know, I'm Adelaide Oval message me as well. What they say? <laughs> Why did you drink all the beers? Boys spent first night back in the renovated house last night. Casa, oh, must be nice. Casa oh, Savini okay. Mind. Now, will you stop talking about the renovations and that you're back in it? Uh, no, it's ongoing now. It, they mm. never, they actually never end. It's a facade. Okay. You think mm. they're done, okay. but there's always more. I wish I lived with your dad. If I had the option to, I would. <laughs> yeah, How'd cool. you afford to renovate it and go to Europe in the middle of the year? Oh, you know, just be a fucking baller. Just pull up your bootstraps and pull just work hard and, and dream big. And, and, borrow, and borrow more money from the bank. <laughs> Don't you work three days a week? <laughs> anyway, well, I do now. Can we move on? Yeah, no, no, I've got a... <laughs> I've got some tips. I've got some, my top three renovating tips. Would you like to hear them, boys? Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh I thought we got this God. shit chat out before. Okay, uh, let Top me three renovating tips. <laughs> if you're building IKEA furniture, which you probably will do, and something goes wrong, it's your fault. It's not IKEA didn't forget anything. You always think they've forgotten a part. They mm. never do. Honesty. You fucked it up. Okay. Uh, my next tip. Always under budget the reno. You will definitely spend around 15 to 20% less than you think you will, meaning you have lots of money left over at the end of the reno for a holiday. So you had $50,000 left for Europe this it's year? It's a bit. It's a bit. Oh, I could say no one does that. Correct. Oh, Grand Designs. I know you guys like the Grand Designs chart. Every time they start it, yeah, we're going to have a 17-bedroom house, two swimming pools, maybe a 1,000 cars. And they're like, oh, what's your budget? Like, oh, it's a button and a six-pack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my last tip, make sure when you're doing a reno, have as few windows as possible, ideally zero. Minimise any light entering the house. This will give a moody, dark, bat cave-like vibe to your home that will make it difficult for any unwanted guests to enter. And they're my top three tips. Okay, next week, Giorgio's going first. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough act to follow. This guy just killed. Uh, what else you got for us, Jay? Nothing much. How are you, man? Don't you have an eclipse sting? Oh, yeah. Did you guys catch the eclipse? <laughs> okay, Loved do it. that again. Okay. Uh, you got anything else, Jay? Yeah, the eclipse. Oh, for fuck's sake. Can you, like, we, we're going to have a bit of pageantry about this. <laughs> I'm not including this. Like, Don't it. Did you guys catch the eclipse? Play the sting. Nothing I can do, a total eclipse of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is that eclipse. Is, I like that because, you know, immediately I'm thinking total eclipse of the fart. Yeah, but yeah, then you ass, went for yeah. my You zagged. It seems to be that unless you were in X mouth, pretty shit eclipse. What defines yeah. a good eclipse? It went, um, I've actually experienced a pro one of those. Legend. Yeah, when I was li living in London a long time ago. You're not allowed to talk about it your was, experiences um, in London when you can't remember them. 
No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was six. My, my biggest hatred, <laughs> Harry, I'm like, I'm going to London. And he's like, uh, oh, yeah, been there, yeah. completed that. And then I go, yeah, oh, yeah. when did you go there? Oh, I was like, four? Everyone's like 10 yeah. foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people so still weird. say I have the accent in it. <laughs> I did have a little accent. You know, so I walked in with a cane, right? Because I'm actually blind because I was staring directly <laughs> yeah, at the sun. I look, I love, <laughs> don't tell me not to look at the sun because I don't look at the sun if you tell me not to look at the sun. So I was at my other job during the eclipse and um, a lot of my good colleagues were outside filming it on their iPhones and I was inside watching the great coverage by like a multi-billion dollar telescope that, and, the th- and it looked awesome. I feel like in the 1800s, an eclipse was something that people would get around. Um, in 2023, people have moved on. TikTok. There's, it's, it's ruined the yeah. eclipse for modern day. There's drone shows now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tell me a drone mean, show is not more entertaining the, than an eclipse. The eclipse is the ultimate thing that fits, you know. So, you know, people that like when they're like, I don't know, the remote fits between somewhere really like tightly or something fits into something perfectly. Yeah, yeah. That is what the eclipse is all about. Yeah, I probably blinked. Should we move on? Go on. Nutty Bartel Poos for the first time in a day. It was better than Leo. Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ricciardo. They came bounding over. The headlines. Welcome to the headlines where we go through the weird and wild world of sport from the week, guys. Let's get into some AFL to start because it's been a doozy. Josh Gallup would say I've been trained the house down. Kick it He's coming off. Get him back Get him off. Oh, what? Boo. Boo. Boo you. Boo you. Boo. A lot of booing at the uh, Fremantle game when Rory Lobb came back to town. What are your thoughts on booing? Ridiculous. Why? Did you boo What's on when the- you went to the game? No, I did not boo. Because, you know, a guy I spoke to yesterday, Sione, he said, you know, I was shaming the booers, but after 10 beers, I was booing. Harry was into booze, if you know what I mean. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bloody Can cool. you boo a booer? Can you boo a booer? Yeah, like if you're like, stop booing, and then you boo them. I mean, you need to make it clear that- No one does that. You brought that up last time. It's the most- No, no one ever boos a booer. That's silly. No, you don't. Maybe- Touch no, it around. I make you it really obvious. By the time you would have made a mental decision to boo a booer, every, all 60,000 people would have left the stadium. Mm-mm. Take a sign that says, I'm booing the booers. Before the weekend even started, guys, one of the greatest players in AFL history revealed that he shat himself. Pooped my pants. Um, went home with it, um, didn't clean it at school. It just uh, went really stale. Got home and uh, and cleaned it out once I got home. I just want to give context. That's Wayne Carey, one of the greatest players in history, also one of the most controversial players off the field in post his career. Uh, domestic violence charges, uh, the thing most recently with an empty bag of allegedly of cocaine at the Crown Casino in Perth. He started his own podcast called The Truth Hurts. It's almost like this content was written for our pod. Now, I don't know if you actually listen to the rest of the episode but he just kept going on about it can i walk away completely and would i feel content if i poop my pants so i I sat down and and had a really emotional period and and thought how can i poop my pants (laughs) three or four years later i'm I'm the captain of north melbourne and i pooped my pants um, went home with it so everything happened really quickly i was a really emotionally immature person and really had no time to clean it at school, had no time to really gather uh, who I was. And, and, and as I said, I pooped my pants. Obviously out of the media, everyone knows why I was out of the media, the so-called poop bag saga at school just uh, went really stale. And a lot of people have a different view to me. I, I don't sit left, I don't sit right. I, I, I think I, I pooped my pants. <laughs> 
of God. Just get oh, over it. The evidence is down, isn't <laughs> he really it? He just pooped his pants. He, he wants everyone to know, yeah. <laughs> he denied the ibuprofen and also cocaine saga because he started the, the Truth Hurts podcast, which when you've been banned from media for, you know, so many indiscretions, you always start your own podcast. So, I mean, he's not unlike me. In he, a actually, way, he was saying, no, 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 <laughs> I poo brofen. I poo brofen. That's, That's what, what he was, was saying. Yeah, yeah. Even DJs have picked it up. First day of school, I pooped my pants. 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 Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I think we got a new intro. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Don't have a recording of like pants being pooped and expect me not to use the shit out of it. I thought podcast. it was really sad because, um, guys, I just pooped my pants. <laughs> once, actually, uh, a couple of other things. Uh, I was watching Romy Bryan's do Saturday morning on the replay online to see if there's anything weird. It's about 20 minutes. Sometimes it's hard to get through. But for, for everyone that hates BT, it was actually pretty impressive. He wanders around. There was a bit, there was uh, Aaron Norton's dad from the Western Bulldogs. He had the same mullet as son and that got a bit of fanfare. But they missed the Johannesson his wife or girlfriend spoke and BT just like threw some shade at her as he walked away. They look for him, they need his kicking off halfback. He's a very good player. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he didn't win a Norm Smith playing off the front, did he? No, he did not. Well done. Thank you. No good on you. Appreciate a couple of Gatorades there if you want them as well. <laughs> she's, like She probably had a couple of wines and then all of a sudden she's on national TV. She's like, far <laughs> out, damn it. And he goes, oh, a couple of um, hydrolites and Gatorade right there if you want it just to... Uh, Get your um, electrolytes up before tomorrow. I know it always helps me. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Boys, I don't know if you listen to like Triple M commentary of the footy every now and then, but notice like that, you know, the scoreboard readout <laughs> sponsor ads are getting so ridiculously fucking long. This was a few from the West Coast Port Adelaide game that I timestamped. Have a listen to this. Now uh, it's just wrapped up by Darling and we'll have a uh, ball up kickoff game day with a Macca's Classic, the McChicken Auto via McDelivery today. McDelivery is available in select locations. We'll have a ball up 10-point lead, Port Adelaide, Triple M Titanium Caravan scoreboard. Titanium Caravans are built to tackle Australia's toughest conditions. Visit titaniumcaravans.com.au. Is, is Johnny Butcher the Ford coach? Yeah. <laughs> Down there for Bob James Seamast. Bob James Seamast, a great buy three, get one free deals, plus instant cash back. The Eagles have got the footy. Caller order online. Uh, T's and C's apply. Here's Oh my god! <laughs> he goes back, back to it. He's like going to the oh, T's and C's apply. Oh my god! Um, Half an hour of commercial radio with no ads. They got to get a heap of those. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. Actually, it's such a good point. We should, yeah. We're, we're going to do a video of this, I reckon, because um, it's so funny listening to them try to get them off. I've been in them before, and they have to get a certain off per each quarter. Yeah, it's insane. And then, like, by the time they finish reading it, yeah, there's all, all this footy's been played. I had an idea, right? Since they can be so long, you know, I thought, why don't we sponsor one? And Josh, since you're the closest thing to a commentator we have in this podcast, I've actually just got a cold read for you. So um, read out what's written, pretend pretend a goal scored. You just got a cold reader to the cheering crowd in the background. But you're going to get through it pretty quick because there's a game going on. Oh, you got the crowd? Oh, it's great. Wow, that was really, really cool goal by Jack Mayhoff for the West Coast Eagles. And... <laughs> And they lead by 12 points now in the Kick It Forward podcast. Kick It Forward rocks footy scoreboard for all your podcast funnies and facts and more. Check out the Kick Forward podcast on Apple, Google, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. We have so many funny jokes. Honestly, probably top four podcasts I've ever seen on featuring George Savini, Harry Fitzgerald and more. Check it out on the Kick It Forward. Please, please. Kick It Forward fucking rocks fucking footy. Fuck, 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 fuck. T's and C's apply. <laughs> 
Well done. Great read. Well, that done. might not get through marketing, but I reckon it's pretty good. Just a quick one. Yeah, go for it. Hey, Ross Lyon, he's just in a good mood, isn't he? Sitting at the top of the ladder. Giving out packets of chips to little kids on the sideline after he wins. Giving out chips? Yeah, he gave a packet of CCs or something to this little kid on the sideline. Oh, yeah, some uh, CCs. Yeah. Uh, keep cobbling. What's he going to – first of all, where did he get them from? What's the kid going to do with a packet of CCs apart from eat them? He's the weirdest unit. But, like, he used to understand when we had the press conferences every week, if you say one sort of weird thing, it would often take pressure away from the playing group and the club a little bit. Yeah. They would all love you, but it, they were sometimes entertaining. One time I was like, hey, mate, um, is Harley Bennell playing? And he just started laughing at me because my voice was deep. <laughs> yeah. And the whole group started laughing at me. Uh, I've got a new segment as well, guys, and this can be submitted by anyone that listens in. Uh, if you see someone, whether it's a comment, a piece of audio, send us the time code and submit them for our new segment. Oh, you're Nuffy of the week. So every week, if you see someone as an absolute complete weirdo, unjustified blowout in the comments of any sort of section, we want to hear from it. So this week, the Nuffy of the week goes to Bronte Hoist on Twitter. Uh, she went, at Fox Footy, I'll be waiting for an apology from Kelly Underwood for joking about the crowd booing for Jason Horn Francis when an Eagles player clearly hits someone in the head. Absolutely appalling. Do better. Just wondering if they got back to her. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, it's like screaming into the abyss. That's the nuffy of the week for sure. It's like, like everyone, I'm picturing everyone on the West Coast with alarms going off. We need it. And Fox footy, we need an apology. <laughs> uh, Bronte, I'd like an apology for that shish <laughs> fucking <laughs> comment, to be honest. Wait. Hashtag uh, AFL, hashtag AFL Power Eagles. We also had a submission from a Carlton fan on Talkback Radio today as well for Nuffy of the Week. Didn't win this week. We'll win two games out of our next eight. That'll be against Gold Coast and West Coast. We'd be lucky to beat West Coast next week. I'm sick of this club. I've waited since 2013 for finals. We've sacked two coaches or three coaches. We didn't want to go for Ross Lyon because he didn't want to go for the press. So we went for Michael Boss. If you cannot kick a win score with Mackay and Kuna up forward, you cannot coach AFL football. Okay. If I hear Whoa. someone use that tone of voice, I tune out. <laughs> that sound there is the sound of a man that's more into the club than a player of the club, and that for me is a deal breaker. Is that the litmus test? That's, you, yeah. yeah, that's it. You shouldn't be more into a club than a player that plays. Only footy thing probably that stuck out was on Saturday. The Swans getting absolutely pumped in their grand final rematch against the Cats. Ridiculous. Yeah, how about that um, revenge game? Hey, nailed it. Jeez. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. oh wow. Yeah. Analysis. <laughs> Who on earth would sell their soul to the devil for $200 million? Live Golf Tournament. Uh, live Tournament. Live Golf. The Live Tournament. The Live Golf Tournament. I'm living it. <laughs> oh! One man that isn't scared about the ramifications of being involved with Live Golf and how they murdered Khashoggi. It's Harry Fitzgerald right into it. How are you going? Don't say that name around here. Live Golf, who won? What happened? Live Tell me golf, all about it. Uh, the Grange Golf Club in Adelaide hosted the latest instalment of Live Golf, and it was just one big party, guys. You saw a bit of that. Um, first of all, it was nice to have some golf played in our time zone or something very close to our time zone, and the quality of players was unbelievable. Taylor Gooch took home the Chockeys, about $6 million, but... Sam Horsfield played the first two rounds before withdrawing and still received $80,000. Didn't even finish it. Then Laurie Cantor stepped in for the last round and received $40,000 
for one for eighteen holes for a day out for a day out having heaps of fun. How was um kept his hole in one on the party hole? Like of all the holes to hit a hole in one, that was unbelievable. The players were loving it. The music was you know you've got Fisher firing things up on Friday night. The music blasting while they're trying to play and everyone just going nuts at every other tournament. They've got like quiet please signs. Mm. Happy Gilmore is alive, boys. The players loved it down here. They love the uh, golf courses in Australia. Something about the soil. Really? Makes for great conditions. As in the softness of the soil or something? I don't know what it is, but the soil is making for great golf courses. And they were loving the whole party atmosphere. Like Fisher was doing of shoey next to Cam Smith while he was walking up the fairway. I think that's what Wayne Carey used to say in Adelaide, actually. Oh, wait, no, that was soiled. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So is live golf, is the whole thing like it's more of a party vibe than a serious golf vibe? Oh, it's golf, but louder. Okay. And why was it a um, live shirt? Hole in one. Why was it a party hole? So it was called the watering hole, and they basically set up stands around the fairway, the tee-off, and the greens. Everyone's just getting completely pissed there. It's a small version of the Waste Management Phoenix Open Par 3 party hole. If someone gets a hole-in-one there, Giorgio, this Phoenix Open one, everyone just throws their beers onto the green and onto the player. I did see that at Live Golf. But yeah, what they were doing at Live Golf, even if someone just hit an okay shot, everyone was just throwing <laughs> their beers onto the course. And every time, <laughs> like, two blokes would come out and pick up, like, a 100 beers like, until it. the army of people picking up the cans got bigger and bigger. And what I did find funny, guys, at the start of the whole tournament there was a bit of a um, ceremony to exchange gifts between an aboriginal elder and greg norman greg norman received a beautiful handcrafted hand-painted boomerang from the elder it was awesome greg norman worth billions of dollars gave the elder a live golf hat oh no <laughs> a live golf hat oh which no. is ceremonial for all live golf oh yes <laughs> yes okay so, so yeah the greg, the stingy hand, greg norman painted <laughs> yes 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 it, did he forget and then at last minute he was like Fuck, I've oh, got to yeah. give something back. Hey, 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 mate, give me your hat right now. Give me your hat. Yeah. No, he took it off his own head. <laughs> I think so. I'd love to get to a live golf tournament here in Australia next year. Let's, let's do it, boys. I mean, uh, I'm indifferent. Uh, Roy Nashay tweeted, people loved it, and I can only imagine what's his name, Jamal Gashogi, loving it. If he was still with us, he'd love that that it was happening in live golf, wouldn't he? You forget that, but every now and then, uh, and again, you got to look back and say, well, if things had been slightly different, had he wa- not walked into the Saudi Arabian embassy in Istanbul and that Damon sliced up into a million pieces and put into a bag and buried somewhere. Had that not happened, he would have loved Live Golf and Allied. Holy shit. My very Why thought, did you that's just what was on my uh, mind, actually, yeah. I was talking about Fisher and I'm, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm living it and then you go and tell me that. Can I tell you one thing that's really lame that Live Golf are doing is they are just pumping up their own tyres so much going against the PGA. So constantly throughout the broadcast, they're putting up tweets from supposed fans. I reckon they're fake. It's the tweets that were just like, Oh my God, live golf is the best thing ever. Like <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's so loud. It's so fun. It's just BGA. so lame. Like bad Google, Google reviews. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. BGA would never do anything like this. Yeah, I'm team live golf. Yeah, they've got a big enough point of difference. Um, stay in your own lane and don't worry about what the PGA are doing because it's pretty boring. Ryan Reynolds may be dead pool, but his football side Wrexham FC is a live pool after gaining promotion to England's fourth-tier competition. Listen to the crowd singing their team song. Oh, day man, that's it! Day man! Oh! Fighter of the night, man! Oh! Champion of the wow. sun! It's one of my favourite, the best. Favourite anthems. 
For context, uh, that's a song from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, TV show that uh, Rob McElhenney features, and he's one of the co-owners of Wrexham. Uh, so McElhenney and Reynolds bought the club in 2020 for $3.42 million. They've basically – this club has, like, dwelled in the fifth-tier English Football League for years. They've just been, like, a struggling club. Yeah, heaps of debt. Haven't seen top four pro league action since 2008, and they've just secured promotion to the fourth tier, which is huge. It's, uh, like, fourth-tier English football is still – quite good quality. I was also looking at some of the like salaries, like for, you know, this is a club in the fifth best league and Wrexham players are earning around 3000 pounds per week to play fifth tier. But they pay overs, right? Because they've tried to pump up this team and get them to the next level. And then in the next level, there's a salary cap of some kind, right? Yeah. So my understanding is like Reynolds and McElhinney have basically made all the players full time because like often players- Semi-pro. Yeah, semi-pro. You know, a lot of them are like tradies and stuff. Fucking hell, like three thousand pounds per week. That's so like that's just that's their like club five and a half thousand dollars per week to be playing fifth tier. I know, but that, I get that because they're rich. But are no other teams in that league getting paid that kind of money? Average wage in that league is around one thousand to one half thousand. Oh, so pounds. that's high. Oh, so they literally they've bought extra good players, about, brought them. So they need triple. If they hadn't have won, oh. that would have been a failure because they have put so much money into it. Well, yeah, but I don't think they care. It's peanuts to them you know i get that but i'm not right. imp- i'm not impressed by that figure they've brought in players that would play otherwise a higher league to win and they're always going to make more money because you know they sold the series to a streaming service for x amount of money 20 50 million whatever it was now it's a worldwide brand and they've made so much money so i fucking hate when yeah, like correct the one thing i love that what those guys, guys have done because they're genuinely nice guys i hate when them and also uh what's it called jeremy Clark- clarkson's clarkson's farm when they talk about oh god this thing needs to make money when they they don't tell you how much they sold the show for. Like Amazon yeah. probably bought that for sixty million pounds. Like, yeah, no, they're fine. This one probably um, got sold for fifty million US. It actually does not matter at all. Some that- farmer down the road's hoping it rains. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one of their one of their top stars um, is actually uh, former England national goalkeeper Ben Foster that came out of retirement, played like eight games for them, estimated around four and a half thousand pounds per week. So they're paying some big stars. Yeah, but then there's all the secondary stuff with them too. Is now they become stars and they you know they probably gain a lot of following secondary in their own right. So there's a lot of benefit being there, but you know, a lot of times it doesn't work. It's basically um, real life FIFA management. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Harry, we're not experts when it comes to sport, right? Speak for yourself. Oh, well, we're probably closer to nuffies, right? Once again, my friend, speak for yourself. We can't just keep saying speak for yourself. What, what are you then? What, where do you sit? Speak for yourself. (laughs) Are you broken? All right, I'm a casual observer. Okay, cool. Is that all right? Yeah, it's all right, I guess. But um, what are you then? What are you? Expert. Oh. <laughs> but if I do want to take a pun and don't know what to include, I can look at the Neds app, popular same game multis, which lets you copy trending bets. Available on all AFL games every round, Josh. Ned's popular same game multis are created by the punters or nuffies and shared for other punters. And plus, you can add or remove legs easily to any popular same game multi. Head to the Neds app and take it to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
It's Imagine the, dream. the town, the economic boost to the town as well. Yeah, it's good. The I mean, pubs. Red Bull do it all the time. Red Bull Leipzig, they, 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 they do about four different teams where they would buy them in like fifth tier competitions or seventh tier and then every yeah. year load them up and then gain a promotion and then in that process you have an asset that becomes a top tier comp team and is worth heaps of money. Okay, so is money the answer to promotions, more promotions, more promotions? Like, is it Or is it there's something they wouldn't bother with because of the, because of the capability of the um, like crowds around the area or like the population? It's the short answer is money. But there's lots of other examples where clubs have gone up through the ranks from lower tiers using alternate strategies. Mm. But the short answer is basically money is the easiest route for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Leicester City did the unthinkable without much money in yeah. what are the 2016. Well, talk to me when they're in the top tier because I'm not interested at the moment in four. <laughs> Super goal! Yes! Diddly diddy! NBA playoffs update. NBA playoffs update. NBA playoffs update. NBA playoffs sting. Gong. Gong. Nothing gets me hyped for the NBA like a gong. Question you might be asking, who the fuck is Dylan Brooks and why does he suck and why is he the most hated player in the NBA? Harry was just saying that. He was. Know, every day. Every um, day I'm saying this. Sips his coffee and goes, Brooks So it's just like dominating headlines at the moment, Dylan Brooks, because he seems to just pick fights with like anyone within a fucking 10 meters vicinity of him on a basketball court. I Media mean, was like, what do you think of playing against LeBron? And he's like, I don't care. He's old. Um, and then the next game he got ejected and lost the game. Was that when he hit LeBron in the, yeah, in the it was, nuts? it was actually like, to be fair, right. it was probably pretty harsh yeah. ejection. I don't I know if you saw it. it. I watched it. It was a harsh ejection, but he hasn't done himself any favors. You know, it has been determined that the contact by Brooks to James is unnecessary and excessive. He's been issued a flagrant foul penalty too and has been ejected from the game. Yeah. Wow. So the moment anything like that happens, people are just like calling for his head. So I think that played into it a little bit as well. What, you think that influenced the referee's decision? 100%. I don't reckon it did. Hundred percent. LeBron's dick. There's so much attention on him. There's so much attention on Dylan Brooks being hurt, and he is a turd. I disagree. I reckon, like, because Draymond Green got like a a game suspension from punching some of the nuts on LeBron himself too. And Joel Embiid, who's like the MVP favorite now, kicked one of the Brooklyn Nets players in the nuts and just like got a flagrant one. What if Mm. there was a B on his nuts? That is annoying. Could have been a bee in his nuts. Swatting bees. <laughs> yeah. Bee on his nuts. A bit bloody um, big bee. Yeah, slow bee. The climate change activists responsible for throwing soup on a Van Gogh painting have interrupted the start of a motor race in Berlin by supergluing themselves to the track. But what type of cars were racing around? Good question, Josh. <laughs> Formula E electric cars. Ah. Yeah, something doesn't quite add up here, does it, with these climate change activists? They're all on the same team. <laughs> electric cars. Yeah. The Formula E is like, it's way bigger than we realise because it's not as followed as much as F1. No, I knew it was big. No, you didn't. But they, um, I'm it's surprised. Huge. Is it just because the security wasn't too strong at Formula One, so they went to Formula E? Yeah, I think so. Well, to be honest, maybe this is part of their strategy. Because they have caught our attention, mm. haven't they? You've said Formula E for twice for the first time in your life. No, the, I climate, thought Formula- change, the climate change activists have caught our attention. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Formula- I was saying you saying Formula E have hired the climate change activists to actually just like, promote <laughs> oh, an event. Smart. Here that's I was, smart. here I was thinking Formula E was breastfeeding powder. So the last I need generation, to get some crickets. I need the, to get some crickets. The last generation climate activists, these are the group responsible for it. They're getting pretty creative. So it's super gluing themselves with toxic materials to the racetrack. Toxic? Uh, bad for the environment? 
shouldn't be doing that. Mm. Um, but I don't really get this super glue strategy because security responds to these type of incidents within seconds at sporting events. Like I get maybe the ones where you're shutting down a road. Super glue takes five minutes to bond and then about 24 hours to completely set. If security guards are taking longer than five yeah. minutes to respond to that. And I've actually got some ideas for the climate activists <laughs> uh, in case they want to do something better next time. All right, um, let's hear it. In this race, they could have cable tied themselves to the race cars themselves. I think it would look pretty cool if the cars were whizzing around the track with the <laughs> Like blowing curtains. Yeah, 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 yeah. They could actually jump on the track and get hit by a car. That would probably make the news as well. These protesters, they're all about being disruptive and annoying. What's the most annoying thing in the world? I'm going to say what is road rage? Nah, nah, nah. Giorgio? Um... Waiting for Giorgio? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Mosquitoes buzzing in and out of your ear while you're trying to sleep. Uh, yep. So what I was thinking they need to do is develop billions of tiny mosquito drones that like go into your bedroom while you're sleeping and instead of going like, they go like, Fossil fuel suck. <laughs> or like, Climate change is real. I thought of the most annoying thing for me, my answer. What, when there's no beers left at the pub I go to? I can say slavery. Yeah. We don't like slavery. We've, but, you know, mosquito is pretty bad as well. Yeah, anyway, that's, I think the um, protesters can do better. Something tells me that hippie German protesters probably aren't at the forefront of micro drone technology. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's <laughs> a randomly a Venn diagram crossover. We'll help them. Mm. <laughs> Guys, it, do you like a prank call? Uh, well, there was one earlier ever? this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sorry, that was real. That was real. What about to a talkback radio station? Mm, yeah, we've been, known to, we've been known to dabble. Someone in the room loves them a lot. Well, I was inspired by one in particular growing up. It's about 12 years old, and I know what you're thinking. Oh, India. We discovered the India saga last year on our full credit, uh, copyright, copyright, Spotify podcast. But mm. this time, we're looking into one that's actually, I believe, higher in the hierarchy. Now, it's Toby from Newport, and he has an absolutely amazing prank call to a Melbourne talkback radio station, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's far, far more at play in Newport. Roll the tape. Talkback Radio. It was invented in Australia in the early 60s, a way for people from all over the country to represent where they were from and have their say. Since then, there's been some unbelievable moments. Mario from Doncaster. Guys, when President... Kennedy was assassinated. Jackie's famous pink dress, the Chanel dress, was covered in blood and she refused to take it off that day. When Richmond was down by 130 points. <laughs> no, listen. I've, I've vomited all over myself. Todd from Barwon Heads. Yeah, g'day boys. I'm just disappointed we were so low. I reckon it was Geelong that was holding us back. It's Todd from Bowen Heads! Oh! Oh! 2SM's nightly quiz ruined continuously with the same wrong answer. India. First time I've ever called a radio station, but I need, an, I need the answer to this one. Yeah? Uh, yeah, India. Well, make that the last time you found a radio station, Harry. Megaphone. India! Wait, so the best thing to come out of Talkback Radio is piss takes. While all sit on the podium of prank call greatness... Richmond is a cult of death! One Enigma's efforts about ten years ago stands somewhat alone. You may even recognise Toby from Newport's most famous work. Nightline with Bruce Mansfield and Philip Brady on 1278 3AW. I'm at Newport. Toby's at Newport. Hello, Toby. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Phil. Yes, Toby. How are you? Good. Oh, good, thanks. Um, it's very late. Mum lets me stay up and listen to you guys some nights. Good. Yeah, I love listening. It's the best. 
Um, me and my brother love to listen. Good boy. Um, I have a joke. Yes. yes. Um, what's the funniest smelling thing in the whole wide world? The funniest smelling thing in the whole wide world? Yes. Perhaps your nose. Oh, no. Nah. What was it? Um, an anchovy cunt. Oh, uh, what a pity, Toby. You've ruined your track record there. Never call us again, please. Never in your life even think about it. And think, all right, we've dumped you, Toby, but there are people like Carmen and Queenie online and could hear that in their ear and are offended. And And we heard it and Simon heard it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're not there. So you've ruined it for all of us. Toby, if you're ever thinking of tuning in again... Just don't get a life. And Toby, grow up. You're old enough now to stop that filth. Uh, I can tell you how bad it was. Even Keith McGowan was offended by it. That's how coarse it was. And that's that's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. I've never been offended. Bill Howie's gone home. Yes. He doesn't even work here. In fact, a couple of the Indian cleaners have resigned. <laughs> uh, Rita at Doncaster. This call has gained a life of its own and has been re-uploaded to multiple platforms many times. But Toby wasn't a one-hit wonder. He took talkback radio pranks to new levels. And while we'll refer to him as Toby, he went by many names. Michael's in Northcote. Actually, you do have a great water question, don't you, Michael? Why do magpies swoop humans and draw attention to their nest? Because I got swooped uh-huh. the other day and... Um, it annoyed me, so I climbed yeah. the tree and smashed the eggs with a hammer. Oh, you didn't. Oh, Ma- that's, that's, Michael, you that's didn't. Cool. Yeah. With a hammer. Did you feel bad afterwards? Uh, no, I had a bit of a chuckle. But, um, Jeez, Michael, you know, it's a bit this scary. Is... He loved to make up words. Uh, Sam at Albury, good evening. G'day, how are you going? Hi, Sam. Yeah, um, bloody the cats. What a shocking game. It's got a bit of a fleet, like a congruel, a flinch. Yeah, mm. they're a bit of a cong- congressal. Yeah. Oh. A bit of what? Like Often calling from two separate lines, so his calls came back to back. Huh. Andrew at Kilo, good evening. What, what was that going about? I have no idea, but I'd love to know his chemist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was eating a pack of uh, cashews today, and um, yeah, after I ate the packet, I read the packet and it said, um, contains traces of nuts. And I just thought, now you tell me, because I'm allergic to nuts. Oh, no. Well, that's, oh. What, that's what cashews are, essentially, nuts. Yes, and I think perhaps you, you are too, too, Andrew, and your mate. Bringing up the same irrelevant topic over and over again in the same day. Because my grandfather was a sailor. Yeah. yeah. And I've got all these facts about what happens and everything. Yeah, um, yeah apparently when they, uh, like, get cut their finger or something, like get hurt, they use a band-aid on their finger so they don't get infected. Right. And, um, like if they get tired or something, they maybe they might have a seat or have a sleep as well, like sit down on a, on a chair. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty weird stuff that you find up in the net. Um, I found out that sailors, if they went for a swim, they'd, like, get all this weird watery stuff around them, like on their skin. Yeah. They'd become, like, wet or something, like, a bit wet. And they'd dry themselves with these, like, uh, pieces of material they call towels or something, like, towels. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting what you find out. (laughs) Thanks very much, Sam. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Joseph, hello, Joseph. Hey, fellas, how are you? Good. Good. Yeah, my favourite is the Frankfurt in the morning. It's a bit oily and that, but, you know, it gets gets you back to sleep. And it's funny, because when the sailors... um, they, if they felt scared or something, 
I suppose, no, you just done a minute ago. I don't want to hear any more sailor stories of you looking them up on the net. A YouTube page called Neos from Port Priest has 35 videos, all of which are Toby in his different forms, except for one titled Skin Peeling from Sunburn. The nine-second video shows a male leg peeling skin after a day of kayaking in shorts. This small gallery of what we assume is just a brief taste of his work potentially is the Toby from Newport. I did a bit of research on the internet and, you know, the singer Ben Lee? No. Yeah. Well, I know Peter the name. No, I know the name. Yeah, he's a songwriter. Um, yeah. I, I traced back his family tree and he's actually related to Bruce Lee. And it's, I didn't believe it, but it's... And then um, Toby went into hiding. After a dormant period and many attempts to find the faceless master, he returned to his most famous stomping ground in 2019 to leave another gem. Taking a chance, aren't we? Well, I'm sure Toby is now older and wiser and won't repeat the joke that he told. Toby, is this really you? Hi, Phil. Hi, Simon. <laughs> yes, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. You, you still sound very young. Even though we got in a lot of trouble last time, <laughs> mum, mum wasn't very happy. I want to make it up to you with another joke. <laughs> oh, oh, be well, careful. It won't be a rude one. It won't be a rude okay, one. Okay, Toby. We're yeah. in delay. Let's okay. hear it. Let's yeah. go. What's the difference between a lentil and a chickpea? I don't know. You tell us, Toby. I've never had a lentil on my face. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Hmm. All right. Thank you, Toby. It's gone over my head. No, well, that's fine. Now, this is normally the part of the investigation. I introduced the Tobster himself, but after a lot of effort, I couldn't find him. Triple N Melbourne started their own search in 2017, and after contacting the network, they revealed they didn't even get close. However, they did say they thought it was an inside job. We've been given two names as to who Toby might be. Okay. Both okay. of them work in the media. Oh. oh One of them on. part of the Channel 7 stable of stars. Oh, with Darcy. seriously? Wow. This is getting very Another one interesting. Uh, who's got form, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and another one who works on a rival commercial FM radio station in the afternoon. Ryan Shelton, no. you know, that sort of world, uh, right, right, you know. Okay. But again, I don't know. All I ask is, Toby, Michael, Magpie Basher, whoever you are, if you hear this, reach out so we can pay homage. Josh Garlett reporting. I mean, my brother loves to Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend Harry. Harry's big house. Sometimes a case comes across your desk that is just hard to read, boys. What do you mean? It's just bad grammar? It's, <laughs> yeah, mainly that. But this one, I just have a little disclaimer. Um, first of all, I need to warn you that the dog act you're about to hear might make you physically ill. If you need me to pause at any moment, just let me know, boys. Order. Pause okay, it. and our wonderful listeners can pause the podcast if they need to. This is from Matt Floyd uh, in Melbourne. Hello, average person from Kick It Forward. My roommate Jordan has what should be the worst story from Harry, for Harry's Big House I've ever heard. This week, Jordan and his mate from Brisbane booked a trip to Tasmania for a couple of days with his mate's family. The plan was for these two to fly to Hobart, get a hire car, and then do a road trip. 
Jordan arrives in Hobart first and goes to get the hire car. Hire car company reject him as he is still on his green piece. He had already paid online for a car at this point as well. His mate then tells him, well, if we can't get a hire car, then I'm not going to bother coming anymore and save myself the $600 in flights and leaves my roommate alone in Hobart for four days without a hire car or anything to travel in. Is this not the worst stitch up of Harry's big house you have ever read? Are they good mates? I, I don't know. I had a couple of follow-up questions for this case. Mine was, did he not have a like, the flight booked already? Like, How was he able to just decide not to go? Did he confirm hey, with the mate? Hey, you've booked right. Uh, I need to. I need a break. I need to vomit. Support. You said I could take fine. a break. Order, order, order. Vomit break for Giorgio. Giorgio. <laughs> Thank you, Giorgio. Allowed. Approved. I'm done. Approved in this case. So yeah, apparently he just cancelled the flights. I'm guessing he had some sort of flexi agreement with the flights. Um, I said, could the other guy not get a hire car either? No, they were both under 21. Car was booked through an external company. And my main question: How did he enjoy Hobart by himself for four days? <laughs> He said it was boring as batshit and he ended up watching local footy at one point. Guys, this is simply horrendous behaviour by Jordan's mate. He left him stranded in Hobart for four days. If I was ever on holiday and ended up being forced to watch local footy just to entertain myself, then I'd know I'd hit rock bottom. This man has clearly taken out insurance on his flights but didn't realise that you can't take insurance out on a friendship. Oh. Oh. I also don't think that not being able to get a hire car is enough of a reason to cancel altogether. Four days in Hobart with a good mate, despite not being able to drive yourself around, could still be a pretty fun time full of adventures. Jordan's roommates, order, order. You have been charged and found guilty of one of the worst dog acts known to humankind. Leaving your mate stranded in Hobart for four days. When handing down punishments in Harry's big house, I hate the old saying, two wrongs don't make a right. In this case, two wrongs will make a right. (laughs) Order. Jordan, you must organise a trip with your mate to another random city in Australia. I have chosen Darwin as it is the closest in population size to um, Hobart. And then bail on your mate at the last minute. Feel free to plan heaps of great activities and really build up (laughs) excitement for the trip. Even make sure you tell him your flight is arriving first so you'll be waiting (laughs) for him at the airport. With a sign. With a sign. Imagine the confused look on your mate's face when he realises that you're not coming. He'll then have a few days in Darwin to reflect on his actions around the Hobart saga. Mm, Maybe he can watch some local footy (sighs) in Darwin. up in Darwin. Mm, Only really happens in summer, but yeah. Tit for tat here, boys. I'm sorry to bring that one on, onto the pod today. But okay, to be- great adjudication. Thank Loved you, it. Thank you so, so much. I, I can see why you, <laughs> I guess, the most law-abiding in this group. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, what I was going to say was always check that your mates booked a ticket. Yeah, big one. That's, I feel like that's I, a big one. No 19-year-old I know buys the flexi saver um, <laughs> the flight. If it's 400 bucks, it's 400 bucks. You're not buying the $900 just in case. No one. way. No so way. this guy hadn't bought the flight, so I'm going to assume that. And yeah. then he's just bailed despite this guy going all in. And the guy going all in, he always, ha- always has to make the leap of faith to say, oh, you guys will come, right? So I'm doing it assuming you're all going to jump in and he's just decided no. What a fucking dog. There I'm was, sorry for my language. You're a dog cunt. Yeah, there mm. were um, – that yeah, reaction's yeah. warranted, Josh, and thank you for it. I'm crying. Um, the the other – there was a few little holes in this and, you know, I could have asked questions for days, but if you heard me in the set, like the initial uh, message, it was um, – he said something about his mate's family being down there as well. Oh. What's the family doing? <laughs> So the guy Which, that has the family isn't there. So the guy's there by himself with the other person's well, I family. I don't know if they're going to be talking. The family and Jordan are going to be talking. What if they get rid of him and then adopts the new kid despite him being of legal age? Approved. 
<laughs> Case closed. All it's just been adopted. It's just yeah. been adopted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great work. If you have a Harry's Big House submission, send it to kickitfordmailbag at gmail.com. Guys, should we head to the mailbag? That yeah. was disgusting. Dear Muscles, superstars, hold regards. You go. Hello, welcome to Mail It In, where we hear from you, the fans. Uh, this week, we had a submission via DM. <laughs> I, I don't know why, because I've been telling you to email me. But kickitforwardmailbag at gmail.com. Deep dive into the weird acapella St. Kilda video that Rewalt was in at the time. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, did the round. the scenes. There's a weird guy at the start who's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Rewalt being the captain then obviously had to step up and do the lead role, like play the lead character. Do you reckon he okayed it? Do you, who from the I, marketing department oh, goes, man. hey guys, got an idea? And then every player can manage to do it without pissing themselves in the background. And Tom he, Lee from WA, we could, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to message him and ask about it because right. he was in the vision. I saw that again this week, it's funny you say that, and like all the steps of that video play through my head when I see it, I'm like, they would have thought while filming it, this is the lamest shit we've ever done, but they would have been like, trust me, this is going to come out so funny at the end of it. And they would have seen it and been like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And I think it absolutely warrants an investigation. Josh? Maybe that's like what my sketches with players will look like in two years. <laughs> Scary. Who the fuck okay this? Scary thought, isn't it? Uh, Andrew via email. Can we kick up a stink with 2K and get them to put Andrew Gaze on it? Imagine getting spanked by 12-year-olds online only to pull up, uh, pull a gold Andrew Gaze off the bench at halftime with a pair of diamond Gaze glides, which were made by Dunlop, I believe, and come back in epic fashion to win by two in OT. I don't know about you blokes, but that's uh, the stuff movies are made of. Anyway, enjoy. Thoughts? Yeah, what if it was um, Andrew Gaze on 2K, but it's actually Andrew Gaze from Bounce and not from when he was an NBA player? So Andrew Gaze as a 60-year-old? <laughs> Correct, talking about TikTok videos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, play, okay. play a rating of like 24. Okay, cool. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off. We say. Oh uh, Yeah, I'll take this one. Hey, tall, lanky, ginger fuck. Who's that? Weird ant guy mm-hmm. with Italian name but sounds Australian. See you, Harry. And other guy that is kind of funny. Firstly, just like to say the pod is shit and it's not funny. <laughs> this will be my last time listening. Secondly, why fuck did we bid for the eclipse this year? <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, why the fuck did we bid for the eclipse this year but didn't bid for gather rounds? <laughs> If we don't have the Eclipse for another three years to compensate losing the gather round, I will not be happy. Love the pod, Ryan says. Can't wait for the next episode. P.S. Anyone else's eyes fucking hurt. (laughs) Yep. I think we just just locked in the Eclipse for 2093. That's the next one here. Wow. Well, I'm a Gowan. Yeah. Bloody good. Well done. Um, Suck shit, Sydney. Okay. (laughs) Guys, quick poll in the room. Who looked at the sun? Yeah. I said right at it. I missed it. I was in my bedroom chilling. And then I asked my dad and I went back in my bedroom. Okay. Yeah, wanking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, next one from Christian. If Harry Angus gets around 100 bucks every time GWS wins a game, maybe he should hedge every week and bet on them losing. That's probably a steadier income than the 0.00001 cent Spotify pays him for Cat Empire songs. Cheers. I found that tidbit so funny in the investigation mm. last week that the Cat Empire guy, Harry, that wrote it, gets $100 in royalties every time the GWS Giants win because they play it at the stadium. And I was like, wow, he must be a billionaire now uh, 
Uh, and you look at GWS record over they're, 10 they're years. Doing, yeah, yeah. But they're doing all right, but it's just like, have fun with that beat. That's a cool idea, Christian. I'll run it by him. Uh, William, dear Joshua, Harrison, and Georgina. Who's Georgina? I don't know. Long time, first time. I am writing to seek some support after a recent incident. I was at the casino in Adelaide, legend, and a man who was significantly older than me, at least 40 years, wanted to walk past where I was standing. As he squeezed through, he hit me with the, excuse me, champ, I was taken aback. Obviously, my initial reaction was a mix of anger, nausea, and some self-loathing. But upon reflection, I'm not sure how I should really be feeling about it. Does the fact he was much older than me excuse his behavior? Or is it champing a champing regardless of the age? We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this and offer some support through a tricky period in my life. P.S. Love the pod and Giorgio is my favorite. Okay. Thank you. So edit that out. Um, (laughs) William, a good friend of mine once told me, Control the controllables. <laughs> you can't control a guy that's 40 year old older than you throwing out champs like they're going out of fashion. I'm sorry. Mm. You're going to have to cop this one on the chin and just understand that it's stupid. I'm a bit of, like, we're closer to 40. I'd argue that 40 is no excuse. You're well within. No, 40 years older. So yeah. you're probably 60, 65. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, maybe within there. I got champed in Adelaide. There was some kid there running around the gather around like area and he walked backwards into me. Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. And the dad goes, Norris champ. And Look, I, I, I was taken aback. I got hit. Mm. I was being concussed for a second and there was white noise. <laughs> and then I opened my eyes and I almost <laughs> glassed him. And then. I controlled myself, so I know that pain. With this older generation, we can't get angry at them. I think education is a key. Mm. They grew up in a different era where saying that sort of stuff was okay. They were saying, saying a lot of other bad stuff too. Uh, not as bad as champ. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that out. I just think we need to sit down and educate them and say, hey, um, that might have been okay back in the 60s, but you can't say that anymore, okay? You, you cannot say you that. Cannot you say cannot that. say that, all right? It's offensive, like the weird uncle at Christmas that has too many beers. We need to tell everyone about champing. All right, let's move on. Self-clap. Milo Stevens says, hey, boys, you guys introduced me to Dennis Cometti, the band, and the Beefs. Any more good local bands to shout out? Also bring back the Sting Off and Jake Colvin. That's the way. That is the way, No, Milo. we're not bringing back Jake Colvin because that means that I'm not on the pod. Uh, unless, uh, I mean, we would just have to kill George unless – and if there's no no problem with you guys. Oh, yeah. George O'Connor. Oh, so you're okay with it? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, any more local bands? I mean, I'm, I'm a local. Uh, Rolling Coastal I'm Blackouts, a, they're pretty good. I, I don't really band. know much about music, to be honest. We, we, we're like, yeah. I do. I'm a bit of a singer. So. Legend? Yeah. Verge Collection, they're pretty good. Actually, one band you um, might want to get, this band, uh, Oasis, um, it's like mm. a little local band, uh, up and coming. Mm. Check them out. Um, an email here from Luke. Uh, Dear Cobbers, big fan of the pod. I don't care what anyone else says. I recently played in one of Perth's most prestigious C-grade Wednesday night basketball leagues. We were playing in the final game of the season and needed to win to make finals. We also needed a fill-in. Luckily, I knew a guy whose brother played NBL and was taller than average. <laughs> Josh. He came uh, down and after a slow start, dominated, hitting about 10 threes, winning us the game and getting us through to finals. The boys and I were pretty stoked to have him play for us this game. Even better when after the game, Josh started saying things like, yes, we got finals next week, boys. We are going all the way. We all thought next week comes around. The mood is electric. I messaged Josh a couple of days before to let him know the game time. He lets me know he won't be returning as he has a game of social squash. I was obviously devastated. 
Worse still was when I go to the big game. The boys and even the ref who was a fan of his game last week asking where our tall strawberry blonde shooter was. <laughs> Sorry, boys. He had a social squash game. We lost by 20. <laughs> Season over. Team is disbanded. Never to play again. I didn't even know squash courts existed anymore. I guess that's showbiz for Yahoo. Wonderful email. Uh, where do we start? Well, well, I just filled in. and Good on you. Yeah, it was a bit of fun. I think this is almost a dog act. Not not you, Josh, but the team that's brought in a player that is clearly like way too good for this league. I actually feel bad for the team they beat that clearly had like had a chance to win that game and suddenly you've just brought in someone for the first time in the season to just absolutely dominate. No, it was a chilled atmosphere. No one cared. And then we were even at halftime, I was playing horse shit. I was barely, I could barely run. I was so unfit. Oh, I only hit like 10 threes. Yeah, because I stopped running. I was just like, <laughs> if, you, if you put up 50, 10 go in. Um, final one here, Abigail Hayes. Hey, Big Sexy, the Italian Stallion, and Harry. I'll type Big Sexy. Damn it! I heard <laughs> on your last pod mentioning Harry. that you don't have any female listeners. If this is true, I can't understand why. Kick It Forward Pod is my number one sports podcast as a female who is uninterested in all sports. Tell me, try, and even uh, the gender listener gap, you should start a gossip segment. Oh, no shit. Shit. Uh, where you guys just go rogue. Us girls love that. Speaking of gossip, have you heard the gossip about chat GPT? The stupid bitch doesn't answer me. Uh, I've asked heaps of reasonable questions, but such as the best technique to skin a giraffe <laughs> and whether shelving Panadol increases the effectivity of pain relief, but she always flags me and mansplains the morally correct things I should ask. Anyway, I've also noticed that you would have never made a stand on your podcast on whether and you support the gender wage gap or not. I have a feeling Harry's in the 1950s Wall Street sort of thing. I'd like to know the pod stance on the issue. Guys, yeah. pet gender wage gap. Uh, which one of you boys wrote this? You're right. You were just saying before the pod started that you wish uh, women just remained in the kitchen, right? Yeah, I, think I, they, um, I want that gap to be bigger and I bigger. I hate and the bigger. wage gap. I hate the wage gap. The gender, I hate it so much. No, no, uh, no. You were saying you love the box gap. Yeah. I was saying I love the wage gap. <laughs> <laughs> you misogynist pig. No, I think um, we're all pro equality in general. I love how sure. I love how it's like, oh, you know, equality, and then she goes to help you get more female listeners. Why don't you start a gossip segment? We had a gossip segment; it was pretty successful, but someone got lazy. I'm above gossip now, guys. Come on, this we'd is lose we'd lose more listeners than we gain. It's true. Thank the, you, Abigail. If you are a real female, cool name, Abigail. Thank you. Thank you for Abigail. And thank you for everyone that emailed in this week. Uh, a big episode for the podcast, guys. Oh, sorry, I've been a bit slow. I've been checking the swell because we're headed to the Margaret River Pro in two days. Courtesy of Red Bull. Thanks, thanks for listening, guys. And if you need to call me, just message the green room. This episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Josh, do you give out many tips? Sometimes. Um, Who's your source? Well, normally Sam McClure. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's really good. Like I, um, I backed Harley Reid not to make it in West Coast colours, and then and this year, just anything he said, I go the opposite. Congrats! It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good option. Hey, I've got. Um, yeah, I've what got, are you? What are you? What well, about you? Have you got a brother in uh, brother in law? Uh no. <laughs> You need a brother-in-law for your tips, mate. That's oh, where really? I get mine from. Yeah, I could ask my yeah. brother to divorce his wife, and then we can see how we go. But mm, yeah, that'd be the first step, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
I need to speak to Georgie too. He's always real confident with his tips, but they never, ever come off. Now, if you're looking for a one-stop shop for social betting, check out the Neds app. You can create groups perfect for betting together and ripping on your mates. And if you think you found a winner, you can let them know. Or you might be looking for a hot tip. And you can build a profile and share your bets with your followers. Or you can see what other punters are like on the feed. There's also expert tips on everything AFL from the fantasy pick himself, Tom Rotcliffe, within the Neds AFL Open Group. It's not just for AFL though, Josh. There are other <laughs> open groups for racing. B-ball, UFC, soccer, and he's more. Download the Neds app if you haven't already and take it to the Neds level. T's and C's apply and available on the Neds website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.